1: The Another Denver Nuggets daily podcast. My phone is already messing up. Way I to go, Tish? Already messing up in this. This is a Christmas Eve edition, so I don't know how much we are fully here mentally right now. Zero. Percent. But nonetheless, there is a Denver Nuggets win over the yes, Golden State is. Warriors in Golden State, in which the Warriors scored a season low 81 points. So I got some things to yell about, and I'm sure you do too. So we are going to record this podcast, and I am very much so. This ready for is this. the
2: definition of Nugget Life, and this is a Pirro. You're representing Mile High Sports alongside Teach Bride. Here we got Jeff Morton, the King of Thornton, Matt Smith, Dev Johnson, Brendan Vote, the whole crew over here locking down the fantastic coverage here at MyLife Sports. So in typical Nuggets fashion, they somehow, someway managed to win back-to-back games against the Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors and on Christmas Eve, TJ. We are now here talking about it.
1: Yes, we are. It's, it's kind of incredible because I've probably talked about this two game road trip at like six different platforms, whether I was writing about it, whether I was on the radio about it, whether we were podcasting about it, or whether I was a guest doing something. And I said 0 oh, and two on every single
2: platform. Yeah, I, I said they could probably go winless throughout the cal- like the, the through rest the rest of the calendar year. year. Yeah.
1: And I don't I don't I completely agree with you. And I was like, listen, this is a very tough stretch. They could be Absolutely. below five hundred at the end of this calendar year. But Nug life, That's this fun. nugget. Situation is is, is so different than that Michael Malone has really gotten this team to Buy in together and I don't know What it is that he has been able to do But there has been just this Unkillable gene that has really been instilled Within this Nuggets team that I have not seen From them and that really showed Because don't get me wrong the Warriors Were terrible from three in this game They were just they couldn't hit anything They were three of 27 they missed 20 Straight three pointers at one point in this Game so at some point you Kind of got to chalk it up to the Warriors just missed some shots but on the other end the Nuggets defense was flying around and they were just playing with so much effort and it didn't matter that the Nuggets were just completely should, they, they should have been a scheduled loss they're on a back-to-back you know the Warrior, Warriors were too they're in Oracle and they were supposed to get swept up and it yep. just didn't happen
2: it didn't I mean I, I don't know how they kind of flipped the switch you know I was kind of ranting about not ranting about this on Twitter but this is just like the most Nuggets thing ever you know three or four nights ago like they were in the gutters and you know now they're soaring sky high it's just ridiculous how this team you know can you know flip the switch in almost an instant it seems like so will it last now i think is the bigger question because you know we've seen them have spurts like this when they were just like what what the hell is happening like what what are you doing it's, uh, they're like,
1: unkillable now like, man like Matt Moore of CBS of the action network whatever wherever he is and, <laughs> and that switch over but It's incredible to me to see that this Nuggets team has taken this leap from a young team who will randomly lose games, and when the going gets tough, they kind of fold to just a completely unkillable attitude. Michael Malone, after the game last night in the postgame press conference, said, and this is from Gina Mizell's Twitter account, I woke up this morning feeling very confident in our chances tonight, and our players have the same mentality. This is against the Warriors, nonetheless. He went on to say, we came in here not happy with the win in Portland. We came in here to be greedy, to be selfish, and to get another win. That is just the most beautiful sounding it's quote to anybody who wants to succeed.
2: It's a talking point to what the Nuggets are trying to build. And that's a winning culture and a winning atmosphere here. You know, these guys are now starting to recognize how talented they are. Gary Harris realizes he's a top 10 shooting guard. He's Nicole beyond Jokic, that, in my yeah, opinion. But yes. Exactly. But, you know, Nikola Jokic realizes he is one of these sensational talents that don't come around very often. This team is buying into what they have and they're unifying as a team. It's fantastic to see.
1: It's time to talk about Michael Malone more. There's so many players who stood out in this game in different ways, and we will absolutely get to them, but people don't realize that Michael Malone has improved this team every single year in some way, whether it's their record improving each year, whether it's their offense taking, you know, going off leaps and bounds because of Nikola Jokic, whether it's their their defensive versatility this year and how they're all of a sudden showing that they have the ability to be a top flight defensive team at some point. They're not there yet, but they're showing the signs that they can be, whether or not it's the mental toughness that they're developing and the acumen of figuring out how to win games regardless of what the situation that is presented to them with. That is a credit to Michael Malone and Michael Malone specifically. And for people who get on him when, things, when the going gets tough, he has learned to control his own emotions in that way. I talked to Will Barton after I believe it was the Oklahoma City game and he was like, Listen, Michael Malone is growing with us as well. This is paraphrasing. He was like, the biggest thing about him is that he's, he's talking to us. He's, he's, he's really trying to inspire that confidence within us. And that's been the biggest difference for us. And he said that he thinks it's winning them games. Yeah. And I
2: wholeheartedly agree with that. I know he's not a player, but you can make the argument that Michael Malone is the Denver Nuggets' most improved player yeah, this year. Yeah. Just because, you know, we've talked about it multiple times, you know, at, by him being so such a hothead it kind of, you know, rubs off on the team in a negative way. You know, they be calling timeouts too you know, prematurely, or, you know, screwing up the rotations or whatnot. It kind of puts a bad taste in the mouths of some of the players here, so I don't know. I feel like Malone has now started to learn to grow within himself, which has been a fantastic thing for this team and now you're starting to see the payoff. And you're seeing that
1: really bleed into his players because you see Gary Harris embody all of the different philosophies that Malone wants this exactly. team to have within them. You see it in Jamal Murray. You see it in Wilson Chandler. You see it in Mason Plumley. You see it in Torrey Craig. You see it in Malik Beasley you see it in Will Barton that's not just coincidence Michael Malone is really getting to a point where his impact is being felt by this young Nuggets roster and that has been in my opinion one of the biggest developments of this year so far is that it's not just this young team that's improving by the year it's Michael Malone that's improving yeah. by the year and he does not get enough credit for the amount of confidence that he has instilled within this team it- because to want to be greedy after a win in Portland against Yousef Nurkic against a team who knocked him out of the playoffs last year that should have been a huge, a comforting win for the Nuggets, and it could have been a letdown on a back-to-back in Golden State against the defending world champion Warriors. It wasn't. They wanted to be selfish, they wanted to be greedy, and that is a reflection of Michael Malone.
2: Yeah, they're not content with anything right now. They want to straight up be, you know, the one seed, the two seed in the Western Conference. Although yeah. that does not look as realistic to us it's as it may to realistic, them. But, but yes. that's the mentality of if we, you know, carry this over game in and game out, we can get there. It's the proper mentality to have. They're sick and tired. You know, the no, I feel like the Nuggets have over he's been attached with you know wait and see you know, in terms yeah. of whether it be draft picks or how waiting for, for players good to progress. Reason. No, absolutely. But it seems like in terms of their mindset, in terms of how they're trying to play now, they're not gonna take that approach. They're gonna give it their all one hundred and ten percent
1: now. This this year was them forcibly taking a lead forcibly. from young and up and coming to a legitimate playoff contender. Absolutely. And how how good can this team they were really forced. be? And not even not even forces in someone told them they had to. They brought it they upon knew. themselves to be a better team. And I think that is such an important value in this roster is that you see the Youth being like, I don't care that we're like 25 on an average age. Exactly. We're coming out and we're gonna hang with the best of them, and we don't care who it is in front of us. Whether it's the Golden State Warriors who the Nuggets hold to a season low 81 points. That's the lowest since 2014 that that's the right. Warriors that's have scored. That's and they and it wasn't just that they were missing shots. There was a lot of that, but the Nuggets were so hyper aggressive on defense. They were closing out with pure tenacity. There was just this. There was this fire in everybody's eyes on defense. And Wilson Chandler embodied that. Nikola Jokic. Mason Plumlee, Gary Harris, Trey Lyles even had moments where he was like, dude, like that defense is incredible yeah. that we didn't know you had in you. Exactly. I, I I love watching this team
2: right now, man. Yeah, I mean, it's very fun. You're seeing them play to the fullest of their abilities, and that's exactly what you need if you are this team. And again, it, it, it's really, it shows character. Yes. They're down Paul Millsap. I mean, I can't stress this enough. What that's if, the insane part. I didn't tweet that once ridiculous. last night about this game. They, like, they don't have Paul, Paul Millsap. Millsap. It's insane to me. No, granted, the Warriors did not have Steph Curry, but still, I mean, the Warriors are superior. I mean, they have uh, multiple players on that team that are championship you know winners. It's, it's it's just crazy to me that Mason Plumlee is able to do what he's been doing. Nikola Jogic, we obviously know how good he is, but uh, but
1: defensively, absolutely, man,
2: holy hell. doing things we're not we're not necessarily are accustomed to. Trey Lyles, another guy, set tough Gary Harris continues to just be ridiculous. He's so good. It's incredible. It's, it's absurd. Man. It, it, I'm it, it,
1: out of compliments for Gary Harris. Was, I, I just I don't have enough. And words people anymore. are starting
2: to latch on. Um, They really are. are. I mean
1: Dude, I was so I was I may have been watching a, you know, quote unquote legal stream last night of this (laughs) game, and I was listening to the Warriors broadcast. And there were multiple times where they were like, man, this Gary Harris kid. At one point, they literally looked at each other and it showed them doing it, and they were like this dude is, it, it, they were like, we need to start discussing Gary Harris in the elite category. Like, he could be an elite player, and I'm exactly. paraphrasing. But they basically alluded to the fact that Gary Harris could be an elite player in the NBA. This Absolutely. isn't just an all-star, even. Like, an elite player is beyond what Bradley Beal is right now yeah. for the Washington Wizards. It's beyond, like, it's among that Clay Thompson-type role. That's that. That's what we're seeing. He has Gary the intangible Be
2: He really does. does. He's showing that at a young age. I mean, I should have now, for the... Billionth time, twenty-three <laughs> yeah. year old that plays like he's a twenty-six or twenty-seven year old—it's ridiculous. And
1: his game just keeps expanding. Like that finish and he had in the fourth quarter, where he switched from his right to his left hand to evade Dray, uh, Draymond Green—I yep. was stunned. Like he can't make
2: that play last year. And you know, absolutely. And you know what this is? This is a product of Michael Malone and his coaching <laughs> yes. staff. Because who's? When did Gary Harris's turnaround start? The, the second first year
1: Michael Malone walked in the room. Gary ch- Harris's started.
2: worst year was under Brian Shaw's first season. Brian Shaw gets ousted. Malone comes in, and Gary Harris has improved his numbers have gone up exponentially year in and year out, and he's continued to you know level the playing field in terms of I think where him and Yogurt stand in the eyes of the organization. And then, I really think he's turning to be as valuable as him.
1: Yeah, and then to expand on that, I mean, there's so many things that have been reported that the second Michael Malone walked in the building, he, he looked at Gary Harris and was like, yeah. you're my starting two guard. And the coined phrase that Michael Malone always says that he learned from his father, who was a coach for years and years and years, was that the best thing a coach can do is, inst- is instill confidence in it's a true. player. And that is literally what has led to Gary Harris becoming this player I mean 19 points is not going to blow off the page but he was 6 of 14 from the field he got to the line six times he had three assists to go with it and two steals and a block was a terror defensively Clay Thompson was so frustrated he was 6 of 21 from the field one of 10 from three he was just completely befuddled he had no idea how to deal with Gary Harris and if it wasn't for the fact that he was jacking shots got 21 shots up that led the Warriors he wouldn't have got anywhere near 15 points
2: yeah no I mean it's just it's a te- game in a game out the epitome of consistency I mean we've always talked about how Gary Harris could kind of be the poster child for this team in terms of what they need to mold because he just his maturity and his poise, how he demonstrates that on a night in, night out basis, just it, it's incredible.
1: Let's let's keep talking about Gary Harris because yeah. there's something that's really special. I think that's developing within him is that now that he has been forced to play with the ball in his hands more and play off the bounce, it's adding to his game when he's playing off ball and working in the in the dribble handoff and working in the pick and roll and working in the pick and pop and being able to attack closeouts and things like that. So seeing him being able to do that. Mixed with the fact that his connection with Nikola Jokic yeah. and now Mason Plumlee yeah, and before absolutely. he got hurt, also Paul Millsap, it just continues to get better. At what point, and he, who was the one guy who made Emmanuel Moutier a plus player on the floor? Because yeah, it yours. wasn't Nikola Jokic, it was Gary Harris. Yeah. At what point do we start talking about Gary Harris as the glue guy just because
2: not he makes Nikola Jokic better, he just makes everybody's life easier on the court. This is an interesting kind of way to think about it. We always talk about how the NBA is kind of churning to be this you know positionless league. Yeah. Gary Harris can be the Nikola Jokic of the guards, and you know Jokic kind of unify the bigs and whatnot. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like you just separate into two categories now. It's ridiculous, and Gary yeah. Harris is it's the leader court, of one, and Jokic is the other one. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's going to be. Listen, I, the Nuggets. This is kind of like a new systematic way of doing it, though, if you think about it. The the whole positionless yeah. kind of versatility but in terms of the way the Nuggets have the opportunity yeah. to do it with the kinds of players that they have. Well, I mean, think about the
1: guys they have. Wilson Chandler is a three four combo. Mason Plumlee is a four five combo. Nikola Jokic is the most hyper versatile big man in basketball, not named Marcus yeah. Cousins right uh-huh. now. Jamal Murray is a lights out shooting point guard. Gary Harris is a playmaking shooting guard that is elite off ball. Wancho is a three four. Trey Lyles is a three four that may eventually even have a skill set to play a little bit of five in the future. Torrey Craig plays two through four. Malik Beasley play, can play two through three. I mean. Every se- Will Barton is point guard to small forward. Everybody on this roster has been built with a versatile mindset and it goes back to what people were talking about at the start of the year when it comes to the Golden State Warriors is that the Nuggets are trying to build their own version in, in some degree that the Warriors have where it's this hyper versatile team except the difference is they have Nikola Jokic at the helm not Steph Curry and that's kind of changed the dynamics of how they play obviously but in terms of building a positionless, a versatile, a great high level shooting roster roster of guys who can switch defensively and play multiple multiple positions, you can see that in this Nuggets team, that in this roster that Tim Connolly and Arturis Karnasovas have built.
2: I agree. I mean, I, I think you really hit it on the head. Like, this is what they want. This is the direction that they've taken. They, they've firmly implanted that, and they're moving forward with it. I mean, I think, you know, as these guys kind of mature and maybe some trade opportunities arise over the course of the next year or two, um, they're going to have some ample opportunities to really fine-tune this team. But I think it's safe to say that the blueprint has been kind of laid in the foundation as well.
1: Yeah, it's hard not to agree with that. I it's mean, more so is now, so how, do you,
2: how do you better yourself with what you got?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's what's so scary about this team. Because think about if all of a sudden you get Paul Millsap back. Because they were able to hold the Warriors to 81 points, which, yes, again, I know they missed lots yeah. of threes. That's not being argued on this podcast, but... 81 points man.
2: Yeah. That that that's obscene. Well, I c- that's without Paul Millsap. Mm-hmm absolutely it's fantastic. And I was gonna say, like, the biggest takeaway that like a microcosm of this game, but really just the season is a whole encompassed, is there's a new standard for Nuggets basketball. Yes. Like that's really what play. it kind of comes down to is they're not expected to have these ridiculous losses like they had, you know, the past three years or whatever it's been. They, they, they expect to have games like these when they can shut down a team like the Golden State Warriors potentially to eighty one points. But when they play Houston, a team that they have yet to I don't think they've played them yet this season, have no,
1: they? No, they lost to Houston earlier in Did the they? year. Well yeah.
2: they'll have another opportunity it to play. It was a Jablan game
1: because they lost by like thirty five. 540 points it was an absolute a destruction well, but regardless
2: yes. but they'll have other opportunities to kind of prove themselves but here recently with wins against Portland and Golden State those are uncharacteristic of the Nuggets of the past
1: it really That's is the new standard and this is the thing that people forget people forget let's take the optics of this game in a nutshell so no Paul Millsap obviously for the Nuggets Nikola Jokic is just getting back from injuries Is Gary Harris's second game back from injury Will Barton is ailing. Wilson Chandler dislocated his pinky twice in the same game yep. and came back from both dislocations his hand was so wrapped up after the game on his Instagram story. No, Mason Ryan, Plum, oh Mason yeah, Plumlee. sorry, Mason Plumley. That Ryan Green made the joke that it looked like he was like sh- pack, packing it up to send it out in a shipping label because yes. it was so covered up. Yep. But they were able to do this with Mason Plumlee hurting, with Gary Harris just getting back, Nikola Jokic just getting back, Will Barton hurting, and they put out the best defensive performance in Oracle against the 11-game winning streak Golden State Warriors, with Draymond Green getting back two games ago. What do they have now? Three, four wins over the Warriors in the past three years? Yeah, they, that, that's, that's got to be among the highest in the league in terms of regular season wins. I know. I'm trying to not do anything about that. I mean, even Matt Moore asked him the qu- asked Michael Malone the question about the Warriors, about how he continually plays them yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. at some point it's just pure randomness i remember on the warriors broadcast said in the past two years that the warriors are like seven of 54 at home from three point against the against the denver nuggets in the past like two three years yeah like just like obscene it's weirdness ridiculous. when they play together That's it's a good thing it is for denver which is insane yeah. to me but it's in it's just incredible to me how this team considering everything that was against them considering how good the warriors have been considering the fact that they were not expected to win this game in any capacity. They've just played a really tough game in Portland against know It's a very emotional win
2: for them. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And they came out and just put their foots down every time the Warriors looked like they were going to steal any momentum. Trey Lyles hits a step back over, uh, or you know, a turnaround jumper over Kevin Durant. Or you have Gary Harris getting a ridiculous finish in the lane. Or you have Nikola Jokic getting an offensive rebound put back with his touch. It, it just didn't matter it's what the great. Warriors did. No,
2: it really. I think, yeah. I mean it's a team rising to the occasion. Yes, it's exactly what it is. It's it's what a good team does. That's really what it comes down to. I mean it's kind of simple, really.
1: Yes. I mean you can look at the Nuggets record and be like, "You know what? They're really only 18 and 15. They haven't been super impressive. I have been blown away by the maturity that this team has shown Absolutely. because we're, f- I mean, Paul Millsap has not been here. You had Nikola Jokic gone for seven games, and yet the Nuggets are still showing that they can hang with I the mean, best team. even teams goes in the beyond NBA. that.
2: Just look at the problems that they just had. I mean, Torrey Craig has been a starter for this team. Who would have said that before the year even started? I would, but that was, was the only one. No, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> but he was way out there on that field. I mean, but even then, it could have been unrealistic just it was based very off of how. I mean, look at this. I mean, Wasser Hernan Gomez was down with Mana. I mean, there's just so many different things. People forget things. about
1: that. He was supposed to be a big part well, of this rotation goodness, this year.
2: Absolutely. There's just been a gazillion different things. You lose Waving Jameer Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, bringing up Richard Jefferson. I mean, you're integrating new things. And you for what it's worth, Mike Miller departs. No, Darrell Arthur, who still hasn't really played this year. You're it, not just staying
1: above water at this point. They're prospering, and g- considering the there's fact that. There's a gazillion everything different things that are wrong him. with this team. Yeah, so how good can this team be, man? Like, we don't know the answer to that Absolutely. yet. Not only the Nuggets we know the answer to that yet, but they can be really it's, damn they're good. They're still like a ball of clay,
2: dude. It's like incredible. They really are. Like, They have some direction in terms of how they want to play, but they don't really know what players they want to play and what setting and how yeah. what style.
1: I gotta say though, watching Nikola Jokic play in this game was fantastic. Absolutely. Every time the Nuggets needed to stem the tide and they needed to go to a guy for a bucket, or they needed to go to a guy to make the to like just get the offense moving again, Nikola Jokic was able to make it happen. And on top of that, he was very good defensively tonight. I or tonight. Last <laughs> night. I am very tired. Um it's it's incredible to watch his maturity because the one thing we haven't talked about, he's playing 37, 40 minutes, you know, thirty-nine minutes in games consistently and is not looking gassed Absolutely. his conditioning is better he's not fouling nearly at the rate that he was last year he finished with 37 minutes tonight zero personal fouls while putting up a great defensive game Composure, yeah man always
2: like, under the spotlight
1: Nikola Jokic continues to grow right in front of our people eyes people
2: are catching on man like I know like the diehard NBA fans are people but will know but the general is... NBA public will start to catch on shortly but surely
1: it's true. I mean, he didn't even hit a three tonight, and he was the most dominant player on the floor, in my
2: opinion. Yeah, nine. Yeah, ridiculous. It
1: was incredible. I mean, Wilson Chandler's defense tonight was just fantastic. He was getting switched from Draymond Green to Jordan Bell to Kevin Durant throughout the night. Kevin Durant is 6 of 17 from the field. Jordan Bell is 3 of 5, but he was not in very often. Draymond Green was 4 of 10. Like, he was able to swallow these guys up. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green combined for five turnovers tonight. They were not able to do very many good things because – Wilson Chandler was a blanket; like people could not move off of him. And then when you had Gary Harris and you had Wilson and you had Mason Plumlee stunting with the second you got by him, this Nuggets defense was so good, and that was headed up by Mason Plumlee, by Wilson Chandler, by Jamal Murray, or by Gary Harris.
2: I agree. I mean, I I, it's just again, it's a team unifying and rising to the occasion of these games. I mean, it's it's really just more so an encompassment of what this team has been building over the past few years. It's changing the culture, a winning culture that is now binding within the team. And it, it's bleeding into the others. Yes. You know, it starts with Gary Harris, which trickles down to Jamal Murray, which then slowly but surely trickles down to Malik Beasley. I mean, it, it's a domino effect of sorts because like, I mean, it's going to set this team up betterment for the future.
1: Yeah, and it was funny listening to the Warriors broadcast again. They kept talking about, about how great shooting the Nuggets backcourt mm-hmm. is with Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. And we're critical of Jamal Murray because he's a rookie and we watch him every night and we see the small things that he still needs to fix to Become that high level player, but to see the broadcast, just like someone from a third person perspective, where they don't see him every day, be like this. This backcourt's got so much talent in it. It's true. Yeah. Like you have Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic is probably one of the most hyper versatile front courts in basketball. Not named the Pelicans and Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, and then you look over and their backcourt has the ability to be one of the most just insane, explosive scoring backcourt there is. Yeah.
2: Like it's amazing to see how this Nuggets team has been built. I agree. I mean, it's it's really. It pulls from a lot of different styles, really, because you it have does. like European integration, but then you also have you know the modern NBA influences, and it really just kind of meshes.
1: True, because you have Arturo Sancarnosovis, and you have so many guys that played overseas in Europe and Eastern European, you know, different leagues and whatnot, professional leagues. That you see how everybody is able to play with their ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. Everybody can play make for others in some capacity. Everybody knows how to make the right pass and the right play, and knows how to you know have the, to be able to play off the bounce in some capacity. Everybody has that skill level to them, yeah. but you see the switching versatility, you see the ability to play positionless, you see the three-point shooting, all of those things that make this a new age of ba- of basketball, but still you get that European influence of this hyper versatile and just fundamentally sound it's, unit.
2: Yeah, it's trying to pull the best of both worlds, really. It and is. And the Knicks are really so trying to do that. I, I don't think there's been any team that's really done that before.
1: You look at the Atlanta Hawks, they had a little bit of that. The Spurs definitely had a little bit of that. But n- this is different. The way that they're playing through Nikola Jokic as a big and things like that is an entirely Absolutely. different thing that no one has ever seen because of, ha- of Nikola Jokic. Jokic's skill set. He great. finally got a chance to play in the mid range again last night. Yeah. And it looked fantastic. He was hitting floaters again, push shots. He was getting offensive rebounds off of them because They're the team just has no idea how to stick with a guy like Nikola Jokic yeah. when he can pull up and hit a floater on you on eight feet. Like, it's just so bizarre to watch how this Nuggets team can be so dominant Absolutely. like this. They're playing
2: to their strengths, man. They're figuring out what works and what doesn't.
1: I mean, the Nuggets beat the Warriors by scoring under 100 points.
2: Yeah, like it's, ridiculous. Th- it's like, just that?
1: insane to me, and they hold the Portland Trail Blazers to 86 points the night before, and hold the Warriors to 81 points the next yeah, night.
2: It's it's really it's it's a microcosm of what this team is trying to do. I mean, it's just. Slowly, but again, but the question is now, will it last, TJ? Well, they're going to have ups w- and downs. No, I know, but they have games now. they the 76ers. I think they've got uh, the Timberwolves and the Jazz to round out the year as well. They, uh, based off the past two games, they should be able to win those handily, you would think. I mean, two it of which are at handily,
1: home. I don't know, but they're going to be coming back. Okay, so they're going to be coming back home to play Utah. I expect them to win that game. I do, flat out. And then you look at Minnesota. That's a tough game because it's the second night of a back-to-back after traveling to Minnesota where it's cold as hell like yes, everywhere else is. they've been. And they're going to be exhausted because they just played their third game in four nights against Golden State. They get two days off and then a back to back, and then they have two days off and go straight to Philly after Minnesota. Yep. That's a tough. I'm sorry, not yeah, at Philly. At that Philly. Philly. That is, yeah, I, I keep messing here. that up. I had someone get mad at me on Twitter. You were right. Um, those are two home games they should win, but at Minnesota is going to be tough. If the Nuggets can finish this on a th- on a five-game winning streak against Portland, Golden State, Utah, Minnesota, Philly, which is swing. feasible. This is not crazy. They should beat Philly at home who's tail sliding badly. They should beat Utah at home who's just not as talented as them. Minnesota's a tough game. Even winning four of five to finish the year would be incredible, man. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about the Nuggets going four and five at that point, and they're going to be 22-6 and six at the, at the start of the That'd
2: calendar year. Be, it'd, be, it'd be incredible. incredible.
1: And then you start talking about a month away, two from months Millsap, away from Paul Millsap being back?
2: Yep. Whether the stormy place wow. you can, you're good looking.
1: This Nuggets team just continues to surprise me, which means they're going to continue to surprise us with other surprises down the line. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but this is going to be a crazy last Absolutely. three games of this calendar it's gonna year. It's going to be fun, man. You got anything else from this game, man? I really don't. I know it's Christmas Eve. No one's really going to listen too much this episode, so we're not trying to push it too hard. But oh, you know what? One last thing. Trey Lyles. Yes. He was only one of five from three, but he was still scored 15 points on 14 shots with seven of 14 from the field. Added six rebounds. Listen to the podcast and heard us get mad about him, but that was absolutely awesome. I thought. Yeah. He uh,
2: listen. A guy that continues to step up and fill a void in light of Paul Millsap being down and Jokic being down earlier in the season. Uh, again, he's going to continue to push the envelope in terms of getting. Playing time. You've seen Kenneth Free, who registered yet another DMP coaching decision. Um, I think it's safe to say that Trey Lyles has kind of taken over oh, he's still right now as the uh, backup power forward for this team. So just another solid game from a guy that uh, really has become a diamond in the rough in draft. Life. Well, think about it this
1: way. I mean, he started Nicole Jokic and Mason Plumlee together and hasn't played, and he's done that for the past three games, and he has not played Kenneth Free one minute of those games. What happens when all of a sudden you have. Um, Paul Millsap come back, and Paul and then Mason Plumlee becomes the backup center, and then suddenly you have to find any minutes for Trey Lyles, which means Farid is largely out of this rotation.
2: Absolutely, it, it, it's. Uh, I think the question now is how many more days in Nuggets for his rehab. Yeah,
1: when do you I think try. he plays next?
2: My <laughs> like, gosh, I think bro.
1: he plays at Minnesota on the back to back because they play yeah. big. I think that. I think if he does play, it'll be that game. I yeah, bet you he won't play against Utah, but. I think that does it for us man alrighty
2: there it is Christmas happy Christmas Eve, Eve to everybody happy holidays yes Merry Christmas to everyone I, I'm going to be out of town here for a little bit Yes, you so are. TJ you're going to be locking down the Denver Nuggets daily podcast I'll be yelling for I about a week a here I uh, take all the time off recharge the batteries but uh, then coming back to give you guys some awesome 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 Denver Nuggets coverage in addition to getting ready for some, de- uh, some Colorado Rockies baseball
1: yeah and if you listen so. to this podcast on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day we
2: appreciate you. yeah thank you that's Much an awesome
1: thing I really hope you guys have a very very good Christmas have a very very at the Hanukkah, whatever it is that you are celebrating thank you very much for listening happy holidays
0: my feelings how much i try wait no i didn't pursue my little princess with persistence and i was so low key that you was unaware of my existence from a distance i'd hide secretly admire hide her a letter together and with my dad my dear, my dad you do not know me but i know you very well Now let me tell you about the feelings i before you when i cry i make some sort of attempt i seem Damn, I wish I wasn't such a wimp, cause then I would let you know that I love you so And if I was your man, then I would be true The only lying I would do is in the bed with you Then to the signs to tell the one who loves you dearly, he has loved me tender But the latter came back three days later, returned to cinder damn